Thursday to find out. Well, never 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 Thursday to. Welcome to the Earth Station MCU podcast, your home for all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, The Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, and so much more. Visit us at our Facebook group, Earth Station MCU, at earthstationmcu.wordpress.com, or email us at earthstationmcu at gmail.com. Hello, Marvel Universe, and welcome back to another episode of Earth Station MCU. My name is Jennifer Hartzorn, and we have got a bunch of news for this week. This is actually a double header. We're actually going to be doing two episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, let me stand next to your fire and lock out. Uh, so we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up, so I would like to welcome back my co-host, John Rabin. It is another glorious day in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Indeed, indeed it is. And I'm super excited for, for uh for Doctor Strange coming out. I am I am oh, yeah. I am actually debating whether or not I may shell out I have heard it is worth it to shell out for, for 3D IMAX for this one. That's what I'm planning to do. Um this is actually probably gonna be the first uh Marvel movie that I haven't seen on Thursday night, but that's mm-hmm. because I've got plans. And, right. Same here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm sure that IMAX 3D for this movie is just going to be a mind bending experience. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did that for age of Ultron and I was really kind of disappointed. It, it was really not, not all that, that I was hoping it would be, but with this one, with all the, the crazy inception, you know, like mind bending cityscapes and stuff like that, it seems like if they do it well, if, if they, they do this, you know, as, as proper 3d and not just kind of half-assed slapped on afterwards, I think this could be very cool. And, and I've seen a number of reviews that have said it's, it's worth it to shell out for it. So, so I'm excited. Um, so speaking of Doctor Strange, uh, we have gotten official confirmation that he is going to be in Infinity War. Yeah. Not not a huge surprise. No, but... not really, considering that apparently Thor is filming things that involve him, and oh I really? Think we might even yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I do remember uh, the, hearing the that. Filming in New York City. Right. Yes. That that he was. Uh... That he was he was involved in in uh, the end of that. So yeah, that's that's definitely mm-hmm. he's he's becoming one of the one of the Avengers, I guess. Uh, if if not officially, then certainly you know adjacent yeah. to the team. And um, I mean, Cumberbatch himself at the London premiere basically said as much. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah, that's that's going to be cool. Um, I, I've seen a couple of uh, memes on on Facebook and whatnot lately about. <clears throat> what it'll be like when uh, Iron Man meets Doctor Strange and whether or not they'll have any kind of in-jokes about, no shit, Sherlock, and then they like do, do a double take or something. It's like, I kind of want it, but at this point I've seen that meme so many times. Yeah, you're kind of sick of it, too. It's going to feel cheesy to me if exactly. they do it. Exactly, exactly. So, 
You know, I was like, now if we get Jude Law in the MCU and we can have one with Martin Freeman and Jude Law and the two of them, then I would almost be disappointed if they didn't have a reference. But um, hmm. but anyway, we don't, we don't have Jude Law in the MCU yet, but we'll eventually get them all. We'll catch them all. Yeah, eventually, everyone's either going to be absorbed into the DC uh, movie universe or into the MCU. Or it's, both, it's you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've certainly had a little bit of crossover. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Ben Affleck being being one of the uh, one of the big examples of that. Um, having and done J.K. Simmons now. Oh right, right, yeah. Oh, I'm so sad about losing him as J. J. Jameson. Yeah. Oh well. Um, so we've got uh, a bit of casting news. We've got uh, a number of people that have just been added to Punisher. Um, we've got uh, Daniel Weber, who's going to be uh, playing Lewis Walcott. Mm -hmm. uh, we got Jason Moore playing Curtis Hoyle. Uh, Paul Schultz playing Rollins. Uh, Jamie Newman playing Sarah Lieberman, wife of Micro. Um, mm -hmm. So, what do you what do you know about any of those characters? Uh, some of them are more minor characters from the Punisher mm -hmm. comic books. Um, Rollins showed up. In the Punisher Max series, I mean, I don't know too much about their their backgrounds, but they mm -hmm. they are mostly characters who have appeared across different Punisher books over mm -hmm. the years. Okay, cool. Yeah, and of, of course we mentioned that uh, that Karen's going to be in it from from Daredevil, and uh, mm -hmm. I can I, I would be surprised if we didn't have crossover from uh, from some of the characters in the the other uh, Defenders type shows. Um, speaking Who knows? I mean, right now it seems like our, our we're limited to Karen being the crossover. Right, uh, Karen being the crossover instead of uh, instead of Claire for once. Yep. But uh, you can't ever rule out uh, people showing up in each other's shows for the for the Netflix series. True. And speaking of which, uh, Defenders uh, has started shooting, so that's awesome. And Every day, it seems like we come out with, with more people who are going to be in it from, from the various shows. Yeah, because we've gotten uh, – we know now that Scott Glenn is going to be in there. Of mm -hmm. course, we know Claire is going to be in there. Of course. Uh, didn't they say – didn't they say Deborah and Wall, too? Yep. Um, that, yeah. And uh, um, Trish is going to be in it. Yeah. Um, and uh, gosh – what else? I mean, it, it just, it seems like every major or my, oh, uh, obviously, uh, um, uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry Hogarth, right? And, yep. uh, uh, pr pretty much everybody, like, like, it seems like every single character, except for the villains. I haven't seen anything about any of the villains showing up, um. It would be interesting because, I mean, we already have seen Madame Gao in, uh, Daredevil and we know right. she's going to be in Iron Fist as well. Right, right. Um, yeah, I would, you know, we were, we were talking about this on the last one, but, you know, I, I want for it to be something like for the, for Sigourney Weaver to be tied in with, uh, cause it seems like for a bad guy that crosses across all of them, um, you know, Madame Gao and the hand would be cool, but yeah, I, I still don't, um, I've, you know, we'll probably know more when we, when we get to see, um, Iron Fist and see how it leads into that, but I'm right. still interested to see if they're going to go like super mystical and have Mephisto, or if uh, if um, Sigourney Weaver is going to be playing something something we haven't seen before, maybe. 
because that would be cool too. There's still plenty of female villains out in the MCU that she could be. So oh, of course. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's going to be cool because she's like she's the coolest. So. So yeah, so we've added a bunch more people to that. Um, mm-hmm. We uh, uh, so one of the the big social media explosions uh, recently was they announced that all of the directors for season two of Jessica Jones are going to be female. Yeah, and a lot of people were not happy about that. You mean a lot of guys? <laughs> <laughs> I I was I, yeah. A lot of guys, um, you know, but but there have there have been actually I have seen women who have said this as well, which is that hmm. um, that shouldn't we be picking the best directors and not just picking people because they're women? Well, how do we know we're not picking the best women directors? That's true. That's true. But uh, I and it's interesting because in in uh, in in. Uh, I might have been arguing in that thread a little bit. I might have feelings. Uh, but I started to say, you well, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I, I started yeah. to say something about, well, that would be like if they picked all white directors for, for Luke Cage. And then I looked it up and I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> it wasn't all white directors, but it was a lot of white directors for that, um, which kind of surprised me. But um yeah. I mean, I think I think that is a perfectly good choice. I think that there are a tremendous number of of very talented uh, women who are directors out there that have mm-hmm. tons and tons of experience, and I I think it's cool. Um, but but there was you know, and I don't think people complained as much when they when Marvel said we want we're getting a, a woman to direct Captain Marvel. We're going to get women to write Captain Marvel. Oh, there. Still, there were still plenty of people who said who made that same argument of shouldn't we be picking uh, the best director and not the best woman director? Um, but you know, it's 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 representation. It's you know giving mm-hmm. people a chance, and you know, Marvel has done a brilliant job of giving directors in general, like plenty of guy directors that you would not have said, oh, this totally needs to be the guy to direct, you know, a, a uh, uh, superhero blockbuster movie. You know, we, we joke about John Favreau mm-hmm. and, and Elf, but, you know, they, they, they all had some stinkers on their resume when they were uh, picked. So I think giving people a chance is a wonderful thing. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, I, I had a course i am also on earth station who and we had uh, a a discussion last night about the fact that we were watching um an episode from the 70s the horror of fang rock that was directed by a woman and uh we we realized that in the entire history of the show between 1963 and 1989 there were five women directors and we're pretty sure i don't i don't think there have been five women directors since it came back in the last 10 years and you've got to keep in mind that the show was also started with a female, a female producer. Yes, yes, Doctor Who did. Yeah, yeah, and an and an Indian director. Right, and and so the fact that that they you know went with white guys for for the following forty years was uh, was a little bit uh, disappointing, but. Obviously, I have no problem mm. with with having uh, all women for Jessica Jones, and I think that yeah. it, it, you know it just following on on the heels of people going, well, there wasn't enough diversity in Luke Cage. I'm like, really, really, seriously, you're gonna say that? 
But uh, but anyway, so just, um, just just sit back and enjoy it. Okay? Yeah, I don't mean, don't try to pick things apart from your basement. Yeah, yeah. I hate to say that, but but kind of yeah. Um, you know, there are there. I I can't believe that people that Marvel has not earned people's trust yet. You know, for me, it's just like I don't I don't care who they pick if they're black, white, purple, green, female, male. You know, mm. whatever it is, Marvel picks good people to work on their mm-hmm. stuff. And so who who cares? I mean, like, like I said, I think the representation is important, but right. I, I trust them. I trust them to pick the right people. So, I mean, same here, uh, you know, and all the casting decisions across these series aren't necessarily ones that I would have made, but I like right. the people who are in them. Exactly. Exactly. You know, there's 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 been things where it's like, uh, I don't know if that's going to work, but then you see it and it works. So you know. I I had a friend tell me um, the other day that friends of hers are still playing to boycott Doctor Strange because the Ancient One is right. Tilt Swinton. Right. But you know, in um, in one of the previews that they've shown, in fact, I think this mm-hmm. is the one that was last night on on Agents of Shield. Um, yeah. They have a character saying, you know, she is she is the latest in a long line of of ancient ones, you know, that have been, you know, reincarnated or something. So I mean, they're they're acknowledging it. They're they're saying that right. this is, you know, this is not a Tibetan guy, um, you know. And if if you want to to boycott it, you know, that's that's your right. But you're you're just going to be missing out on something really cool. And you know you have to keep in mind that making it a making it Tibetan mm-hmm. would have made it so they couldn't to, couldn't sell it in China, right? Because China would absolutely say no to it, right? And that's you know that's and I know there are people that are like, oh, they're just caving to pressure from. Well, they're making a business decision, you know. Yeah, you you want to make money, right? Okay, you that's know? why that's why the bad guys in First Avenger are Hydra. Not Nazis, right? Because you want this thing to do well in Germany, right? Exactly, and not not that Germany, obviously, you know, is is pro Nazi, although they no, have had some scary far people. from it, of course, right? But that's that's you know, you, you you want to, and and obviously that ended up being awesome, and it's not that they didn't you know acknowledge mm. that there were Nazis in there, of course they did, but that right. was not the focus of it. So, and it kind of it shows as well, uh, at least through that movie, that Hydra actually is. Is more dangerous, believe it or not. <laughs> right, they're they're much bigger than just the the Nazi party. So, um, right. So yeah. Um, so the let's see. Another thing that that uh, has come up is, uh, and this this actually sort of came out of uh, Comic Con, which we touched on last time. But mm-hmm. um, and I think that that uh, uh, this also came up. There was an interview with Collider, uh, Kevin Feige. They, of course, people keep asking. When are the TV shows and the movies going to cross over? And you know, uh, should you know, should the uh, are are the Netflix series going to going to cross over with the movies, but not Agents of Shield? Or yeah. what's what's going to happen there? And uh, what what he what he said was, quote, I think it's extremely impressive what Netflix has done, and it will be the same answer I always give, which is it all depends on timing. It all depends on how to do it because I don't think what anybody wants is to have such important characters show up for just one second. Um, yeah, 
And I mean, that's part of the problem, especially when you get into something like Infinity War is we're going to have so many characters. Right. How do you give everybody significant screen time? And and that was the thing that that I worried about going into the first Avengers movie, which, you know, it looks it looks ridiculous now looking back on it because there were really only like five of them, you know, five or six. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought there's no way. How are you going to not make this Iron Man and his his super friends? You know, I was like, how are you actually going to get Black Widow and Hawkeye and Hulk and, and Thor and Cap to all get to have cool moments? And they did. Oh, ye of little faith. I know. Well, you know, this was this was the first team up that we had seen. And then right. same thing. I was like, really, they're going to cram Ant-Man and Spider-Man and Black Panther into into uh, uh, Civil War. I was like, that's that's not going to work, and yet it ended up being awesome. So, so yeah, uh, there. I, I would obviously like to have them in there, but I see what he's saying. You know, make make sure that it's going to be cool and it's going to be special, and you know, it's it's going to be. I, didn't they throw out the the number like forty six or something at one point for how many named characters there were going to be in Infinity War? I think so. Yeah, and I mean that was you know. Not necessarily everybody who's going to have significant screen time, right? But um, you know, it could be like uh, like Crossbones in um, in Civil War or something, who's just like yeah. there and then gone. But um, yeah, obviously, it's something that people want to see. Every you know, everyone is like, why do they still not know that Coulson is alive? Why hasn't Coulson shown up in the movies and in the Defenders and stuff? And Obviously, it's complicated. There's, you know, different people in charge of, of different things. Um, you know, I, I really hope that they all get under the control of the same person and that that person is not Ike Perlmutter at some point. But uh, but it's it's complicated. So. So anyway, there's that. Yeah. Um, and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, sort of, I, I won't say teaser trailer because it was, I guess it was long enough to be a trailer, but it was still pretty darn short. It's like about 90 seconds or something. Yeah, I mean, we get we get a lot of, you know, a lot of zooming credits going around and stuff like that. We There's a good scene between um, between uh, Quill and uh, and Drax, which was, you know, where, where Drax is like, do you need a hug? He's like, no, I don't need a hug. Oh, I'm going to give you a hug anyway. So that was cute. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. And we got uh, the music was of course awesome, and the music is is so so much a part of Guardians of the Galaxy. That was great. Um, and we get a peek at little tiny baby Groot at the end with Rocket. Aww, little Groot. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering if he was going to grow up fast, and there was you know he was going to be full sized again by the next movie. But no, it looks like he's still teeny weeny little baby Groot. Yeah, I think we're. I think they're gonna play with that for a little while. Yeah, and that's that's cool. That's cool. But uh, but that that's uh, the, in fact there was there was also a uh, a picture released like a, a you know a cast shot or something where he was doing a tiny little Star Lord cosplay outfit and it was like you are so precious, tiny baby Groot. <laughs> we're gonna give uh, Jennifer a few minutes to fall on the baby Groot some more. Aww. So we'll cute. come back in a second. Yeah. Um, so then the the only other news uh-huh. that uh, that I wanted to talk about was you had a good costume for Halloween. 
I did. Um, I I brought out my uh, Captain America Civil War outfit that I wore originally for our, our national night out event uh-huh. with town. And, um, you know, but but this point I had uh, my shield to go with it. And yep. I made a couple improvements here and there. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately, I've gotten my uh, my Christmas bonus early. So that's going to oh, be going sweet. towards something to help with the costume as well. Great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and you had a couple like cool moments with kids, too, right? Um, yeah, I had one like in the, in the hotel, uh-huh. um, you know, when, when I'm coming back in and, uh, I admittedly had had a little much by that point, but I'm <laughs> very good at, um, still acting sober. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, one kid like kind of sees me and his parents are like, go over, take a picture. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. That's cool. So, yeah. It's, it's great, you know, because it's it's fun to do cosplay yeah. as you know like like when you you know when you do Colson I'm sure there's not yes. like a ton of people coming up and going oh can I have a picture with you you know unless there, they, they get you get it. a few um, mm-hmm. but mostly only at conventions you know people aren't aren't going to recognize that outside of right. uh, something like that right exactly um, so I that's 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 got to be cool when when little kids are like oh, I know who you are and you're mm-hmm. not a Disney princess. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's fun to be able to walk down the street and people are kind of pointing at you like, look at that. Or people are yelling things out their car windows. That's awesome. And especially if they're nice things and not, you know. Oh, yeah. No, it was all, <laughs> it was all nice. Like, you know, like, go America and stuff like that. And like, you're like, yeah. And, you know, you raise your shield up for them. That's awesome. Got to give them a little salute. Very, very cool. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, we are going to take a quick break for uh, some promotion of our sister podcast on the network. And when we come back, we will be talking about two episodes, Let Me Stand Next to Your Fire and Lockout. Hey, everyone. This amazing ESO Network show is brought to you by our fine sponsor, Amazon.com. Please remember to shop Amazon for all your geeky needs, no matter what time of the year it is. All you need to do is go to esopodcast.com slash esoamazon, or click on the Amazon banner on the ESO Network webpage to go to our e-store. It's the best way to shop and the best way to support this program, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Okay, that's enough of me babbling for now. Now on with your regular scheduled show. Welcome to My Obi Defend Your Childhood, a podcast where every week we put a little bit of your past on trial. Wait, you don't know who we are? Well, fine. First, we take a movie that you like. You know the ones. The ones the buses always had on field trips. We got the real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. The afternoon animated show tie-in. Or rewrite history. Or the ones your parents didn't want you to see, but you watched at a sleepover. So that's the game. The movies are 10 years old and the defendant hasn't seen them in five. Then we, well... We're here to talk about the Sandlot. When I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to play with the other children, so this is how I learned human interaction. Ask them what they think. Obviously, I remembered your wigs, because as soon as my parents found out that I was deathly afraid of parasites, they were like, let's show her wrap up <laughs> So, in the end, does your past hold up? Can you defend your childhood? Tune in every Thursday to find out. Welcome back, Marvel Universe. And now we're going to be talking about a couple of episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where we had a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, First up, we've got uh, Let Me Stand Next to Your Fire, which, uh, uh, of course, I think when... when, I heard first heard the name. I'm like, oh, fire! Right, that's that's going to be Ghost Rider. But it also re- referred to someone else who, for 
ages and ages over the summer, everyone's like, Ghost Rider's going to be in this season. I'm like, no, he's not. It's just Hellfire. It's just James. Yeah, we were wrong about that. Yeah, yeah, I had to kind of eat a little bit of crow there. But uh, but he was back in this one, uh, which was awesome. But uh, before we get to that, we had, uh, uh, obviously, uh, Fitz and Simmons, their relationship is uh, definitely progressing, and uh, she was going to be going out and looking for apartments for them, Mm -hmm. and she got to the apartment, and surprise, Daisy's there. Yeah, so it's both Daisy kind of surreptitiously get trying to get help from Simmons, Mm -hmm. while also actually, like, helping them out. Right. Or her, or that's right exactly um and and of course that that worked out well and simmons got to do a little bit of of sneak you know it and it's she's she's in such an interesting position because you know yeah. she she wants she wants to be involved in the cool secret stuff but she feels like she can't because she's you know she's a boss now and she you know has to do her her lie detector tests and everything so yeah which we saw in the in the episode after this one right right and we'll we'll, we'll get to that but um so yeah she she agrees to uh to go ahead and uh put something you know put one of daisy's programs onto the shield computers which is of course a big risk but uh mm-hmm. but she does and that. you know daisy wanted to go through this whole complex plan to get it done and simmons is all like I'm her superior. I'll just tell I can her just to tell do her it. to do it exactly, yeah. which is like Daisy's like, oh, so things are different. Okay, cool. Another thing going on with this uh, was we had uh, Radcliffe and Ada. You know, I love a lot of the characters, but I want more Radcliffe in this in this series because I just love him to bits. But uh, they they had a great, uh, a, a definitely a successful test of whether or not Ada could pass for human because she was helping take care of May. Yeah, past May's test, but not Gemma's. This is true. This is true. But uh, but this is especially funny when uh, Fitz reacts, thinking that you know Gemma thinks that he's cheating on her, but no, right? Gemma's like she looks so lifelike and real. She's an AI. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you know, but that was that was you know a kind of ballsy move to say no. We're going to send her in to talk to May who would flip out i'm sure if if she you know if she found right. out who this who this was and that the fact that Radcliffe was was hiding this um yeah but she she passes with flying colors although there were there were a couple of funny moments like at one point may says so where are you from and she says most of me is from china <laughs> Yeah, um, um, well, you know, she's for, she's she, Canadian. She's uh, actually Canadian, right? She's my girlfriend yeah. who lives in Canada. So, so that right, was... Cliff. That's almost literally true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that that's that's a conversation for another time. What's up with him? But, uh, but, but yeah. So Simmons, of course, figures it out, and then right. she's in a difficult situation again because you know she. She understands why they can't tell Shield because, mm-hmm. you know, Mace. They, they still don't really, you know, one hundred percent trust him. And it's like, well, what is he going to do with, right. with this? Um, but, uh, but so yeah, we don't really, we don't really find out what's going to happen with that until uh, later on. But mm-hmm. um, Daisy's basically provisionally kind of back on the team, um, and uh, they end up. Um, uh, 
what is it? They, they, oh yeah, they, they they figure out that the way that um, the watchdogs are uh, tracking down Inhumans is like through their GPS, right? Right. Um, and that's what yeah, they find out when they access to the GPS locations for all the Inhumans. Which you would only be able to do if you had someone on the inside. Right. And so it's, it's you know, of course, people are like, oh, is it going to be, is it Mace that's, that's doing this on the on the sly? Or, you know, what's what's going on here? And they realize, oh, my gosh, you know who we haven't checked in, in on a while is we need to check on James and make sure he's okay. And, dude, right. I totally did not see that coming. Not even a little bit. I felt so dumb. <laughs> I wasn't terribly surprised. Uh, there's there's kind of a moment when he betrays everybody in the Secret Warriors comic too. But, oh yeah. Um, it's not not exactly the same. But mm -hmm. It is kind of one of those things where it's like, well, I didn't really expect it in this episode, but I'm not terribly surprised that right. it happens. Well, I was I was very surprised. Um, I was I was not expecting that when when he's like, oh yeah, just you know, meet me over there. Uh, you know, at the building next door uh, later tonight, and uh, I'll, I'll, you know, tell you what I know, and then totally betrays them. Oh crap! Watchdogs, watchdogs yep. everywhere. Watchdogs everywhere, and he has, you know, a supervillain wahaha moment, which is awesome. Yeah, um, that, and that ends up getting shut down pretty quick thanks to uh, thanks to Robbie's intervention. Right, exactly, and and again, that is that is a great moment where where uh, James is like, oh well, I'm gonna take care of this. I'm gonna go ahead and you know get you with my flaming chain, and he's like, got it. <laughs> foo -foo. Oh, this is nice. I'm keeping it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but. Uh, you know, you you had to know as soon as that, uh, as soon as you found out that he was working in a fireworks shop, it's like, this place is definitely gonna blow up. You've got you've got two yeah. people in this episode who whose power is fire, so there's no way this can is not gonna end up. And Colson realizes that pretty quickly, and he's like, we need to get out of here. Yep, yep, absolutely. And but that moment at the end where uh, where he uh, he drags James out and I I was wondering because I the impression that I had was was that he was still alive just beaten very nearly to death. Do you think James was still alive yeah. or was he dead? Oh, he was still alive because you know Robbie drags him back and was like, "You did say a lot. You did say alive." That's what I thought. But clearly alive, but just not. Just not, not in a good place. Not, exactly, not in a good way at all. Absolutely. Um, oh, Jude, I, for, I forgot one of my favorite moments in this. I don't believe I forgot the car chase, which was awesome. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, that was one of mine, too, especially when Max like, I'm driving, and Colson's like, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. absolutely not. And, you know, that was one of those things where I was like, well, neither of these cars can lose, right? Because Lola mm -hmm. can't lose, because that would, you know... Uh, Colson would be would yeah. be his ego would be destroyed, you know. So they basically just trick Robbie into driving into a Quinjet. I know, and I was like, that is so cheating. That is that is terrible. And hey, if you have an invisible plane, you use it. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it seems like how could that not have damaged the plane? I guess it had a force field or something like that. But but that was definitely a cool moment. Um, 
And it was funny, I was looking at uh, a review of it, and they're like, every show in L.A. has to end up in in that uh, that aqueduct eventually. Yeah. But uh, It's a nice aqueduct. I mean, let's look at it. You know, Grease, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's awesome. Terminator. Mm-hmm. Ter- Terminator 2, actually. Yep, yep, that's right. Yeah. Um, but uh, we kind of had a break from the ghost plot line. For uh, for that episode, yeah. which was uh, a nice a nice switch up, and, and again I, I I just I love seeing James. I, I thought he's he's a he's a really fun character, and I hope we do get to see him again. But um, maybe maybe he'll have learned a little a little lesson and be a bit more amenable next time. That that would be good if that were to happen. Um, mm-hmm. So and then we have our next episode where we get back to uh, back to the ghosts um, with lockout, a lot of which takes place in uh, yep. the prison where Robbie's uncle is locked up. Uh, kind of like it says lock up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go figure. Um, we get uh, a little bit of uh, of the backstory on um on Lucy and, and those guys in this, a mm-hmm. um, little bit of the the connection to um, to his uncle and everything. Um, yeah, and a little bit more about the dark hold as well. Right, right, exactly. So, so it they they end up having to to bring you know because I, I think Robbie at that after the the whole fireworks thing is like okay, I did your little you know your little fight here and now I'm out. I'm going back to, to doing what I was doing. And they're like, okay, well we're going to go get your uncle. He's like, well, I'm coming with you. And they're like, no, no, actually you're not. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. This would be very bad. No, it's like, I'm coming anyway. And you know, they're of course they have valid concerns that Robbie is not going to be able to suppress the ghost rider. Right. And which is exactly what happens. Exactly. You know, it, it walk, I th- in fact, I think Mac says something about the fact that he's like, you know, what triggers that? Oh, yeah, it's being around, you know, people who have done bad things for walking into a prison. That's all that's going to be in there. Yeah. But uh, I think Although, I, I think Robbie goes in with good intentions, more or less. Although one of my favorite moments is after, um, and I, I put this in the group after Robbie mm-hmm. uh, finds the the last member of the gang that, right. that yeah, you know, hurt or basically caused him to become the Ghost Rider and put his brother in a wheelchair, right, and kill like turns goes Ghost Rider and kills him. Mm-hmm. He's walking down that cell block and everybody like on the cell blocks shutting the doors back. Right, right, exactly. So yeah, so so Fitz was not actually there, but he was he was sort of mm-hmm. running some interference and you know taking care of the. Uh, yeah. uh, in fact, there was a neat scene between uh, him and, and and Mac where Mac's like, yeah. uh, "You're gonna," he said, "You're gonna quarterback this," and uh, and I think Fitz was like, "Don't you mean the the coach?" And he made a bunch of like nasty remarks about American football, and that was I just kind of like, funny. Um... Yeah, and I do like um, one of the things that we found out in this uh, mm-hmm. episode is that the watchdogs are recruiting in prison. Right, which which makes sense, you know. They're mm-hmm. they're they've got all these you know people, bad people together, and you know it's it's like there are you know there are neo Nazi gangs in prison, so right. why not? It you know it's that's that's kind of the. The, the parallel that's that's been set up here is oh these people are different from us so they need to die um, mm-hmm. so uh, so yeah so um, we have uh, uh, one 
really awesome uh, fight scene, I think. Uh, and it's interesting that we've had we've had a couple of really good fight scenes lately where nobody uses powers. You know, there was the one uh, a couple weeks ago uh, where right. um, there was uh, where the uh, gang members came up on uh, Daisy and yeah. uh, um, and Robbie. And she used a little bit of Quake in that, but it was basically just a straight-up fight scene. And she we used have a little bit of Quake here too, but not certainly not as much as, right. uh, as normal. Right. And and so she, I, w- I I looked at that situation where she like locks herself in the in the cafeteria, and you know tells Colson and May to go you know go on with the mission, and she'll hold these guys off. And I'm like. Daisy, you're good, but you're not May. You know, you're you're not that badass. Hey, she was trained by May. She's pretty, she was. And she's been able to hold her own against May, even not using powers. I know, I know, but I was like, that's that's a bold move. And even Colson is like, we got to get in there. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, this, you know, this could be where where Daisy gets taken down because there were a lot of guys in there but very good fight scene I thought that was that was very cool the way that was handled and yep. everything um so so that was that was very cool um yep. and of and, course you know one one of the things that uh, you point out, we point out with um, Robbie not being able to control uh, going into the Ghost Rider right is that um, it ends up costing them the very thing that they were there for right which is his uncle Eli right and, and Eli uh, of course gets kidnapped by the Lucy ghost mm-hmm. yep. you know, you're going to help me right and, uh, and and so that was you know uh, uh, again <laughs> Robbie comes out and it's like I thought you had him I thought you had him oh sad we lost him but uh so that was that was definitely a, a good a good plot line. Um yeah. the one that I loved the, the, the most, the, the subplot in this one, was the whole thing with Simmons and Mace. Um and mm-hmm. uh you know, she goes in to take the lie detector test and it's 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 kind of, you know, she's she she's not a, a character that has had a whole lot of guile before. Right. She's been, you know, kind of this perky little you know sweet innocent scientist girl and um you know and she's been through some drama and she's you know got some rage but she's she's not a spy you know but she gets in there for her lie detector test and they're like are you now or have you ever been a member of hydra and she's like oh yeah (laughs) it was an undercover mission (laughs) exactly you know so that throws the guy off and uh then he he says something like, uh, you know, have you ever concealed anything that you should have reported to the director? And she's like, uh, and that's right when Mace. Yeah, then the alarm bells start going off, and then Mace kind of like, come with me. Yep. And and there was there was a neat moment too because he's like, uh, so I'm going to be doing this interview, and what I need is for everything that's in your head to be in my head. And she looks at him like, uh. And, you know, we don't we don't know what the deal is with Mace. We don't know what the, you know, scope of his powers is. We know that, you know, he can he can take a punch and, you know, and he's really strong. But it was like, oh, my God, is he telepathic? No, he was totally just saying, I'm going to have you in an earpiece. (laughs) So so that was funny. But uh, so he goes on uh, on TV. And of course, since this is uh, a Disney slash ABC production, they got George Stephanopoulos to be on there, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I always like George. He's he's kind of one of my favorite uh, 
press secretaries. Yeah, yeah, Pre- press secretary, and and now, uh, um, what is it? Is it? It's not face the nation. Oh, uh, th- this week with George Stephan. Right, it's it yes. Used to be, <laughs> long time ago, it used to be this week with David Brinkley. Long time ago, I feel super old. Um, yeah, but you know, he's a good he's a good person to take that over. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but so uh, so we have Senator Nadir, who we had briefly uh, on before, um, mm-hmm. and now she's leading up the uh, the anti inhuman movement. Um, yeah, which ends up uh, in a very interesting end scene uh, at the end of this episode with her and Mace in the same car, and she's like, "Oh, well, you need to look at this footage," and shows. Quake and Ghost Rider Completely, in the prison yep. with Coulson and Mac. <laughs> right, and, exactly. And actually, did did no? It was it was in the episode before these two that we got to see her. Uh, her was it her brother in the yeah. sort of like ash statue thing, the chrysalis. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah, we, we we knew that that there was something going on with her, and uh, so yeah, so they have their little debate. Um, you know, uh, uh, Simmons is able to to help him out on a few things, and he basically comes out on national TV as being an inhuman. Yeah, that was is, uh, that was quite an interesting moment. Like you didn't think he was going to do that, right? It's it seemed like you know that was something where especially you know. And and we've we've had a there's a recurring character who I guess is like right. the, the press secretary or the publicity guy for Shield. Oh yeah. And you know I, I'm sure he was you know just having kittens or maybe they'd already planned <laughs> out that he was going to do that. I don't know. Yeah, it reminds me of that line from the American president. It was like I'll be in the I'll be in the uh, in the Oval Office giving Lewis oxygen. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, love that movie. Yeah, in fact, and, I'm probably uh, probably going to watch that. Next Tuesday before I watch Shield. Yeah, that was on TV while I was at the conference. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna stay and watch the rest of the yeah. rest of this because heck, I love Aaron Sorkin. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it was another one of those things because you know he feels uh, Mace feels comfortable enough to come out as Inhuman, right? Because he's seen as such a big hero, right? And uh, we get that same meeting afterwards with Simmons where she's kind of like, I kind of know what really happened and that you're not as much as a of a hero as you let on. And it's interesting because we haven't really had any indication of of what it is he did or what what she knows that he didn't do. Yeah, because we really don't have that much of his uh, his background. Of course, later on we see uh, we kind of see the nice guy facade come off. But right, but uh, but but yeah, it's that's that's an interesting moment between them. And it's like, well, yeah. I guess I guess Simmons probably is privy to a lot of you know she's she's always saying, oh, there's stuff that I can't tell you guys now that I'm you know the boss and everything. Yeah. But uh, so so it, it'll be interesting to see. And you know he's like. You know what? She no longer has to take lie detector tests, <laughs> which is a good thing. Um, and yeah. and I think you know, and I think he realizes that she's got something that she's hiding, but she's got good blackmail material on him. Yeah, and this is where we become a real espionage organization that doesn't tell each other things. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so so yeah, as as you mentioned before, there's a, a scene at the very end, sort of like yeah. our, our version of the after credit scene for this one, where mm-hmm. uh, they're in a car and she shows him, you know, videotape footage and she basically blackmails him and says, you know, this is going to go straight to ABC News. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, what do you want? And 
that'll be interesting. Yep. So, you know, our nice, clean, everybody trusts everybody, team that trusts, blah, 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 right. shield has now gone out the window. <laughs> exactly. And and it's kind of bad. I mean, because I've been really impressed with Mace, not for being, you know, a goody-goody or anything, but for the fact that he is really politically smart. He has done some, you mm -hmm. know, some very savvy things. And yet, by the end of this episode, he's getting blackmailed by two different people. And so yeah. I don't know if he's, if he's got, like, if this is, you know, like a double, triple cross kind of thing where he's allowing them to think that they're blackmailing him, but, you know, because on the other hand, he got rid of one of the biggest things that somebody could have blackmailed him with on the show, right? Mm -hmm. Because... You know, if somebody knew that he was an inhuman, they could have held that over him, and now they can't anymore. But, uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what uh, whatever it was that he promised uh, Senator Nadir. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a ticking time bomb of plot for later. Yep, absolutely, and uh, mm -hmm. not not to mention figuring out what it is that uh, that Simmons knows. So, so lots of mysteries about him. And I'm glad that they're not, you know, just just, you know, dropping the whole, right, the whole thing out at once. They're 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 leaking it out bit by bit. Any other things you want to call out uh, from this episode? I think I covered most of it. Okay, my 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 thing that I, I thought that oh, you might bring. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing I was curious about, and I might have not been paying attention during sure. this moment, but how exactly did Matt get himself cured? Because um, we'll see pass through him more. Right. Right. And and he he. Uh, he was having the visions. Um, they had that uh, that uh, anti-vaccination thing, right? That had to oh, be injected. Right. Okay. And he 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 kneels down and slams it in the back of his own head, which was yeah, kind of kind of super manly. But, Don't mess um, with Mac. Exactly. He's a he's a he's a badass. No, the thing that I thought you were going to bring up, which which I I was tickled to death, and I thought you would be um, when. Uh, Colson and May first get to the prison and they get stuck in the office with, with the sheriff and then they're having to fight their way out. He uses the shield bracelet thing again. You remember the... Oh yeah, the, the, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I see Man, shield. people aren't going to be happy till I make that thing, are they? That's going to be challenging. I, I guess you could make it out of like clear plexiglass or something. And oh have, yeah, like, I mean they do make clear warble. Yeah, yeah, you could you could do that and have like like uh, have the LED lights in it or something. That would be yeah. We'll we'll have to see. Right now, I'm concentrating on uh, one day getting the um, wherever the uh, his bomber jacket. So yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. see after I do that. Fair enough. Fair thing enough. That, that, he that wears would be now. A, that would be a very um, a very challenging technical project to do that, but uh, yes. But yeah, cool. Okay, so do we want to rate these separately or together? Okay, I'm I guess we kind doing of have... them together. Okay, okay, cool. So, uh, so for our episode with uh, with James and our episode with uh, attempting to go get Uncle Eli and failing. On a scale of one to five flaming skulls, with one being terrible and five being best flaming skull ever, how would you place these two episodes? I'm going to go with the three and three quarters skulls on this one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I love these episodes. I don't think they've been the strongest, but I did appreciate that we've gotten to see James again, that we got to see kind of Robbie developing even further mm -hmm. as the Ghost Rider. Mm -hmm. uh, 
it's it's not like the, these just weren't like the jam packed action. Wow! Oh my god! Wow! Oh my god! Wow! Yeah, moments. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and uh, and give this a four. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess I'm not gonna bump it up to a four point five, but I thought I thought these had enough moments that were super mm-hmm. cool. Um, I think, like I said, I, I gotta give major props to them because I did not see James's double cross coming at all, and that was a a like OMG jump off the couch, jump up and down moment for me. <laughs> Um, so that was, that was really awesome. I loved, yeah. I loved having James back. I'm that not... was like, it was like the downside to knowing what happens in the comics right. is, you know, you, you don't have those moments as much. Like you had one this week that I was like, yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. <laughs> right, right. And, and we'll, uh, we're actually taping this after we have seen the episode after these two, yes. but we will, we'll be getting yeah, to that we'll be... on the next episode. But, exactly. uh, but, but yeah, the, 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 the heel turn for, uh, for for James was was unexpected for me, and I thought that was super cool. I have not been super excited about the ghost plotline, so having having a break for that from that was nice. Um, <laughs> we had some really good fight scenes. Um, May's kind of on the DL, so she hasn't been doing a lot, and and she's she's one of my favorite people to see fight. But uh, but we've we've had a couple good ones. I think they've done a fairly good job of integrating Daisy back into the team without it, you know, feeling completely contrived. So, so that's cool. Robbie's getting to work with them, which is cool. And, uh, and I loved, I, I loved seeing the other side to Mace. Um, I, I thought that was, that was very cool. So I'm, I'm going to go keep yeah. it with a solid four. Um, I think that, that the writing was just so good in the first couple episodes of the season that mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't quite rise to that level in terms of cleverness of dialogue. But but I think the stories have still been really solid. Right. All right, cool. Well, I guess that is it for tonight. Um, we are going to be, again, we are going to have a, a review coming up of um, – of the next Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We are super excited to be seeing uh, Doctor Strange this weekend. Uh, don't forget to give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you find fine podcasts. Drop us a line if you want at earthstationmcu at gmail.com or check us out on our WordPress page or our Facebook group or anywhere. Thank you very much, everybody, and we will see you in a week. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.